Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on, but we are both happy to, of course, be back here. Uh, It's February, so we're looking... A little bit backwards into February, plus the rest of February, plus Oscar nominations uh, are out. And then, of course, we're still working through the five-star films with Joe's segment. I know you guys have been chomping at the bit to get some more. Since it has been a couple weeks, that means you've got a couple little news and notes and some trailer first looks. So let's just get right to that. Um, we got our first kind of full look. We've seen some stills and some snippets of uh, Disney Plus and Marvel's Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hunt. Uh, the series has been announced to come out on March 30th. Um, so that'll be the next big major Disney Plus series. Again, Book of Boba Fett's over. Um, they're doing. They're starting to do press for it. They're, they're coming out and talking about the series, how it's going to be much darker than anything Marvel's done. Uh, etc etc kind of a character study i I don't know i don't think that's going to convince joe to watch it but any 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 thoughts on the trailer Oh, hello buddy welcome welcome good 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 talking to you buddy happy happy valentine's day i'm bringing you in look alive look alive let's get some pep in the step my gosh you're sounding morose Uh, good god you think you'd be chomping at the bit to do this podcast hello everybody welcome to another riveting episode I'm Mac. You didn't even introduce me, for Christ's sake. It's God. been a while. Just it's been a while. You forgot how this goes, I guess. Correct. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Did you go have a special someone? I saw you with flowers earlier. No. Did you go out and have a good time? No. No? You didn't have a good time? No. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Now, maybe, maybe sir- I brought flowers to my mom. Uh, well, that's nice, too. That's yeah. still a good time. Anyway, all right, back to your question. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we, yes, we had we, – our, our schedules didn't quite align for a while, but we do have a lot of material to go over. Um, I would have been interested in Moon Knight. It, it, the trailer is definitely intriguing to me, I, it's, and it's hard – it's kind of hard to see Oscar Isaac – because uh, I don't even – he doesn't sound like Oscar Isaac, you know? Right. Like he's using like a accent of some kind. I really like Ethan Hawke and I don't really know anything about this character. Yeah. But because it's a series and I'm pretty sure it's probably going to tie into some larger MCU verse. It's going to be a – That doesn't that doesn't interest me. If it's, if it's a standalone thing, I certainly might give it a chance. If it's a limited series, if it's like some ongoing series, they're going to do like three, three or four different seasons – I'm not interested. If it was a movie, I would definitely give it a shot. But since it's not a movie, I'm less likely to give it a shot. Um, this The trailer was definitely – I was excited about the trailer. It looks very, very interesting. Uh, you know, kind of has like a Batman twist sort of. Like kind of like he's – whatever. He's haunted by something. Um, it definitely has some psychological thing going on, you know. And I don't know anything about the character. So, you know, I am tre- I am I am trepidatious. But I am optimistic. Um, you know, maybe you know more details. This is—is is this a limited series? Is it connected they, they, to something? They've—they've—they've they've, they've marketed it so far, and, and everything they've been talking about. Again, it's about a month out, or a little bit more. Um, so until it press, comes out, or until they until it comes out. Okay. So they're starting to do press for it. Um, it's a six-episode limited series. Okay. 
Um, they've said that that it won't necessarily I mean it all lives in the same world, but sure. there won't be other characters popping in. Now, of course, that could be a red herring, and of course, there could be other characters that pop in. That happens all the time. That happened obviously in Loki and other things like that. Well, that was um, never mind. But uh, you know, this feels like um, like a very different corner of the MCU universe in the sense of it's going to be more of like a horror genre. I know they're going to start to build out okay. that with like Marvel zombies and things like that. Marvel zombies. That's that's a kind of a corner pocket that they haven't necessarily done yet. Well, I hope they don't scratch on that um, corner pocket. Right. Well, I mean, they're going to start to do with Blade and stuff. Ne- never mind. I got it. It just you wasn't very get, good. You didn't get the pun. It was about pool. It wasn't uh, very yes, good. Yes, Because you said um, corner pocket. Right. I mean, they're going to start to build that out with characters like Blade, um, Dane Winningham, who is, of course... Um, Kit Harrington's character from the Eternals is going to kind of play into that. This this will play into that. Um, again, it's a Disney Plus series, so I, I don't know how violent or how gory it could be because again, it has to fit the Disney brand. Um, so so we'll see about that uh, as well. But I, I'm excited. The last Marvel series was Hawkeye, which of course I thought was really really good. Um, but this will be something completely brand new. So, of course, I'm sure I'll give a recap of that in yep. March when we get to that. Jason Momoa, Aquaman himself, has joined Fast 10. Reports indicating him as the villain. Um, I don't know kind of how I feel about it, per se. Um, what typically happens in these Fast films is the villains or the adversaries kind of like by the end of the film become friends with the family. Um, everyone really except for Charlize Theron, who's been kind of like a bad guy the whole time in the last like three films. Uh, but John Cena in the last film was was a bad guy. Hobbs and Shaw obviously were adversaries to the family. Um, so I could see very much Jason Momoa like at the end, you know, kind of becoming a part of the family. This Fast 10 is supposed to be the last. Fast 10 is going to be split in two parts. That's, that's supposed to be the last of the main series. Um, how true they say to that, or are they just going to do spinoffs? I don't know. Um you know, I mean, listen to my review for Fast 9. I thought it was okay. Uh, it wasn't great. I thought John Cena was good in it. Uh, but there was nothing in Fast 9 that, that gives me over hope for Fast 10. I thought Fast 9 was not as good as, certainly not as good as 7 or 8. So, any thoughts on Jason Momoa or it's just whatever? Definitely not interested in that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Warner Brothers has officially greenlit Mortal Kombat 2. I know you did see... Mortal Kombat eventually on HBO Max, Joe. I liked it. I don't know. I might just watch it on HBO, HBO Max, Max if it comes out. I, yeah. I don't know that I will spend just money to go see the theater. I, just wait for it to come on the service. Yeah, it's... I mean, I that's the only reason I might be more inclined to watch it, but at least why... The only reason that makes me mildly interested in seeing it is because I saw the first one. Again, it wasn't... It, it's not great, but it's you know it's pretty gory. It's obviously pays a lot of lip service to the game. So maybe they'll know. actually like go to like a fighting tournament this time, like actually do Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they. Well, I think that's kind of. The, I hope so. Well, that's kind of. Never mind. I don't know that they actually ever have an official thing. But in any event, in any event, uh, it was it was it was okay. It was enjoyable. Um, anyway, so it makes sense, you know finding a property that's they can profit off of so all right go with it we'll see paramount plus has delivered its first trailer for their video game adaptation of halo 
I was a little disappointed in the trailer because they didn't have the cool music. But Tell they, me about the trailer. But they certainly had all the characters. Um, they had the Covenant, you know, the 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 uh, the light blades and stuff with the from the Covenant characters. I like how they, you know, it's it it, it seems like it'll be a good series, but I probably won't watch it. It was it was certainly. You know, made me want to play the games again, <laughs> but I I don't know that I'm gonna get as as someone who's played the games. You know, I haven't played every single one. I know there's been a lot of spinoffs and stuff, and a lot of sequels and such. I played the basic the basic like one through three, the basic story ones. I don't know that the that the series. I don't know how. You know, how much it's going to deviate from the story in the game, because the story in the game I thought was very very well done. Um, and that was a highlight of the game. It wasn't just that it was a first-person shooter that everybody played. It was I, I kind of liked the story that it was like a science fiction story. Um, so I don't really know what's going to be different about this. You know, it's the same thing with uh, with a movie coming out or that's already out now or in a few days, actually, Uncharted. Like, I don't know that I'm going to get anything new or if it's just going to be like, hey, fans of the game, come watch this movie or this series. Like... It's like it's got a good production value. Well, yeah, I mean, it yeah. looks polished. It looks great. It has some good talent in it. It's you know, like I said, it seems authentic to the subject matter. I just, I don't know that I'm going to get anything new out of it. Like I said, I was a little disappointed they didn't have the cool music in it. Um, they had like a like Phil Collins in the air of the night, which I guess makes sense. But I, it would have been, I think. It would have excited me more if they, if, if they had, like, the cool, like, intro music and stuff that I thought that was a big part of. And there was actually a TV commercial. I forget what it was. It, I don't think it was a Super Bowl commercial, but they had, like, somebody, they were singing the Halo theme song or something. And it was, I, I forget what commercial it was. But anyway, so it looks, it looks interesting. I mean, I'm, but I, I won't watch it. Okay. Uh, we got a full trailer for Disney Pixar's Lightyear. Um, they Disney Pixar released it before the Super Bowl. There was a TV spot of this in the Super Bowl of it, um, but the full trailers online. Um, uh, I'm intrigued. I like Chris Evans. Obviously, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure how much. You know how. I don't know what you do with this character. Again, right? It's a weird type of a premise, right? Buzz Lightyear is obviously a toy voiced by Tim Allen, who is now based on. Buzz Lightyear, the actual astronaut, now voiced by Chris Evans. So it's kind of a weird conjuncture to get to this point of the story. This um, is where it draws the line for you, huh? This uh, is where you, I'm going gonna, gonna to see this it. Is, this is where you take note. This this seems a little far-fetched. I think it looks interesting, to be quite I'm honest. I'm going to see it. I I'm said actually, I'm going to see it. I, I, I won't watch it, but it looks certainly more interesting than the other trailers that I saw. It was like, oh, this sounds like a stupid idea. I was more intrigued watching this full trailer than I've ever been, but I, it, you know, it seems like a money. Enough, it though. seems like a cash grab, like a lot of the movies. But this one, at least, some seems like kind of quasi original with like, you know, a, again, an interesting take on the original character. So, all right, I, I don't know. It, it seemed like a pretty cool trailer to me, but I, you know, for kids, they'll probably get a kick out of it, but. I, I won't watch I it. I mean, kids and adults alike, right? Because, sure. again, a lot of people have grown up on the Toy Story films. They've kind of yep. stayed with those characters. So we'll see. Uh, Russell Russell Crowe, excuse me, has joined the cast of Craven the Hunter. His role is unspecified. Of course, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter. 
uh, in the Sony Spider spinoff world, whatever you want to call it, the non. So he's not he's not Craven. I could see him being Craven. No, he no he's not Craven. Aaron uh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson is that the guy that was that plays Quicksilver? Yeah, he was in the Quicksilver and Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, he was Kickass. He, he plays Craven. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Like I've seen pictures of Craven. He's like this big. He's like a big mo- man. He's like this mountain man with like a big long hair and beard. Like I can't see Aaron. Taylor yeah, Johnson I'm still not. Like um, I could see definitely. Russell Crowe having I could, some I could see beard. 20 years ago Russell Crowe well, killing this Well, even then, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he like was, I see Gladiator Russell Crowe killing this part. But that's 20 years ago, though. He played um, – I mean, okay, I'm not saying the movie was great, but he played like a like a mountain man in Noah, and and that wasn't that long ago. And it's it, like 10 years ago, 12 okay, years maybe, ago. Whatever. I don't know. I just um, – I can't envision this – whatever. I'm still not – I mean, I like Craven the Hunter, the character. Obviously, he's connected to Spider-Man, but again, I'm still not – convinced on building a world of spider-man villains without spider-man um but they seem to be going forward with mobius and venom 3 and all that stuff and craven the hunter so we'll see what happens um we got a new trailer for a film called firestarter which is actually based it's firestarter right yes oh okay uh, based on a stephen Sorry, king they've already novel made a, they've already made a movie uh, it's the second adaptation I believe so. Um, well, you know more about it than I, I would. Well, so. I haven't seen the, the, the original, but this... You this, read the book? But I've certainly read this book, absolutely. It was one of the earlier books that I read, because it's, it's not a very long book. Um, I want to say it was probably either the second or third book. Well, I don't remember. It was one of, like, in the first five books that I read, because it's, it's it's on the shorter side of his, of his novels. One of his earlier ones. Um, yeah, it's... I haven't read it in a while. I've only read it once. I really, really liked the book. I thought it was very, very clever. It has a little kind of similar – it has some similarities just in terms of the character um, having like telekinesis and superpowers. It has some some similarities to Carrie because in the book Carrie, she kind of has these superpowers where she can move things and people with their mind. Again, a vastly different story but similar type, you know, like superpowers um, – Anyway, like she can start fires. Obviously, it's pretty straightforward. It's not. It's. Is it a good? No, uh, does it feel like it's a good book to ad- adapt? Or is well, it, like I said, I think I think they're kind of remaking or at least making a lot of his older stuff. You know, they redid it. They did. They did. Uh, you know, the Pet Cemetery. They did. You know, they're they're, they're kind of get circling back and remaking and you know doing Stephen King novels, which makes sense. You know, I, 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 he will always be one of the greatest authors that I've ever read, but um, certainly haven't seen this one, uh, the original movie. I know they made one probably like in the 80s or something. Um, they made quite a few of his of his books back in the day, but, you know, it's nice to get like a fresh take and like a new, more, uh, you know, now that CGI is kind of, you know, taking over movies, it would be interesting. I, I think it looks good. I mean, uh, it has a... Zac Efron in it, you know, I didn't really recognize, I mean, I kind of knew it was him, but I didn't really recognize him, you know, certainly a different role than Baywatch, so, you know, I mean, right. I, right. if it's a movie, I, I might give it it's, a chance, it it's looks, it's a movie released directly yeah, on the Peacock, might, well, won't be in theaters, well, we don't have, pe- we do have Peacock, oh, okay, anyway, um, I might, I might give it a chance, um, looks good, like I said, you know, you, like I said, Stephen King is an amazing author, and you know, I, I wouldn't say all the movies that have been made uh, based on his novels are good, but, you know, it's certainly a good place to start. 
you know, it's certainly a beloved. <laughs> There's been plenty of movies that have been made, or I would say a handful that have been made that are good, you know, like Misery and such with, and The Shining, obviously, by Stanley Kubrick. I mean, it's just, yeah, anyway. Okay. It, it looks good. I, 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 I think I'll give it a chance. If it's just a movie, I'll give it a chance. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, the, what we've been waiting for. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion trailer. Somebody pointed this trailer out to me. I think it was last week. I guess it came out last week. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it uh, until recently. Um, I'm a little – I, I want to say lost because obviously I am lost. Well, I, I kind of have a, a certain opinion because I didn't see the last the last one. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Fallen Kingdom, no. I saw Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom didn't look all that interesting to me. So this one kind of – I mean whatever. They're wrapping up the series. Sure, I get it. So it seems like it's, you know, it's, pull, it's, it's, you know, it's pulling all the strings to kind of – you know, bring it all, wrap it up together, tie it up with a bow, and have everybody from, you know, who's still alive being in this, can be in this movie, like you know Jeff Goldblum and you know uh, uh, Sam Neill or yeah, Dern. They're, Neil. they're bringing the yeah, original yeah, three yeah, back. Dern, they're they're bringing everybody out. I mean, so, Goldblum was in Fallen Kingdom, but oh, was um, he? But Sam Neill and Nora Dern are coming back, which yeah. is which is kind of cool. Somewhat. Uh, again, the full trailer was released last week. But um, they had a Super Bowl spot as well, so they released the trailer before the Super Bowl. Chris Pratt. Yeah, I I, I actually think with, uh, um, controversial hot take. Howard. I actually think um, controversial hot Bryce, take. Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard. Dallas Howard. Um, controversial hot take. I actually think Chris Pratt is better in Jurassic World than he is in in as Star Lord. I think this is a better franchise okay. for him. Okay. Um, I think he's, he's he's more of a natural kind of action movie star. Okay. Um, I really like Chris Pratt again. Um, Jurassic World teases the concept of a world of a Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom really like teases it and pushes it to the brink. This film, I think, is going to be the payoff, if you want to call it that. Where it's it's and again, it's kind of the the lines that that Malcolm, uh, who's Jeff Goldblum, has kind of talked about before. What what would happen if a world is inhabited by both humans and dinosaurs? Um, obviously, it's not going to go well. Um, again, it's a concept they've teased and kind of played out. So I think this is actually going to happen. It's obviously going to happen because that's what happens at the end of Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I'm obviously going to see it. I liked the first two films. I think I liked Fallen Kingdom a lot more than a lot of other people. It's not that highly rated, um, but I am definitely going to check this out. This is definitely one of those summer type of popcorn films where you just get a big bucket of popcorn and just sit there and enjoy a big CG summer spectacle. Okay, cool. Sure, I'm sure you and a lot of other movie spectators will be chomping at the bit, pun intended, to see this movie. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, you like that? Was that uh, one better? It was, was that a one better than the Corner Pocket one? Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, is going to debut on Disney Plus on May 25th. Have we even seen like a trailer of any kind? Nope. They there was there was. I'm only saying that because I'm kind of intrigued to see what this trailer will look like, and that may make me want to watch it. But there was talk as, of a as of right Bowl now, spot, I have, but there I was no interest in watching it. Well, sorry, not zero. I have I am very very tepid, lukewarm interest in watching this, especially if it's a series. But if I see a trailer, I might give it more of a yeah, chance. They thought there was going to be a Super Bowl spot there was not a Super Bowl spot it. it'll be released on May 20 May 25th which is the 45th anniversary of a new hope which came out in 1977 so that's kind of clever how it works out for Disney there you in that go. way there you go. 
Um, of course, Ewan McGregor returning, Hayden Christensen returning yes. as well. But Joe's correct. As soon as we get a trailer, we'll get more of a a feel for the the look of, of the show and yes. maybe the tone of the show. So we'll see. Um, before we do this last uh, general update, I did watch a trailer among the other trailers that we were that I was watching. There is a new. I guess this came out four days ago, so it might not have made it on your radar. Uh, this is a Netflix movie. Uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, it looks kind of interesting to me. Uh, I was not. I was I just not. Didn't put it on there because I didn't want you. To I was not it. interested in Free Guy. That looked very, very dumb and silly. This movie actually looks kind of good to me. Again, as a science fiction twist, I might. You know, it looks interesting enough that I might give it a chance. I guess it's a movie, right? It's a film. Okay. Yeah. yeah Book of Adam, right? The Adam Project. The Adam Project. The Adam Project. And the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about DC in a minute. So I, there was a, not, I don't want to say confusion, but it has the similar name of Adam. Anyway, apparently Adam is Ryan Reynolds, but he's also a little kid and he kind of visits himself like from the future and he has like this time travel thing. I think it looks, it, it certainly intrigued me. Um, you know, the free guy didn't look all that good to me and looked like a silly, goofy you know, slapstick funny movie playing off of video games and such. Like, that didn't really interest me. This one has a little bit more of a serious tone to it. I mean, yes, it, I'm sure there'll be plenty of Ryan Reynolds, you know, goofy liners, sarcasm. But it won't be as extreme as, like, Deadpool, um, I don't think, with this kid in it, anyway. Um, so, but it looks kind of interesting. Like I say, it's got some science fiction twist in it. It teased it just enough to fe- for me to be want to know what the story is about, other than he kind of goes back to visit his son or something for some reason. Is it, anyway, isn't his, his younger self? It's his younger self. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, not his son. His oh. younger self. Sorry, yeah. not his son. His younger self. Excuse me. I I, I misspoke. That's okay. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is like the older adult version of the kid. Yeah. Um, so that kind of it seems interesting to me. Again, they've uh, you know not a super original con, nothing that hasn't been done before. Like I've seen like other there's been other movies. One that comes to mind, I think, with Bruce Willis called The Kid or something, or you know, where like some you know you visit a younger version of yourself, or you know there was that movie with Chris Pratt, The Tomorrow War, where you kind sure. Of, anyway, but the point is, uh, you know, it looked interesting enough that I might give it a chance. Um, All right. All right, lastly, uh, go ahead, buddy. We got a, a two, tw- two, uh, 2022 DC is going to the film lineup. Uh, looks like we got uh, the Flash. We got DC. We got Bat- the Batman, which is coming out next March. month. Yep. We got our tickets. I'm excited for that. And then uh, Black Adam. Black Ad- yeah, Black Adam. Aquaman the Rock, And Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. I guess. Yeah. So that, that's their lineup for 2022. They, I guess they're having a new, at least by the little whatever, the the film lineup trailer, they have a, it's not going to be Ezra Miller. Is Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller is not the Flash, but apparently he's incorporated in the Flash. They could have multiple Flashes. That doesn't interest me at all because he's in it. He was in it. He had like a little clip at the end. What do you mean? What do you mean there's There's multiple multiple Flash people? You didn't see that at the end of the thing? I didn't get that. No. Oh, like it like so first they you know, again, it's just little snippets of the films. Right. And it's like this guy is whatever, the flash, but then at the end of right. like this this whatever film lineup trailer, they have like four flashes and Ezra is like standing in the middle talking to the camera, whoever's at the or talking to the whatever, just looking at you talking 
are you ready? Like, are, are you in? Yeah, that's like what he says. He says, Wait, he's, Is he talking to other flashes or just other characters? I don't know, but there's... I think there's, he's just talking to other characters. But there's three flashes, whatever. He's talking to somebody. I'm, I'm saying the flash is definitely he's dressed gonna, up yeah. as the as flash, flash, and there's two other flashes, like costumes behind yeah. it. Yeah. I can't see their faces, so I'm saying like again, that this is going to be and, they kinda, a, and you kind of mentioned that before. You can like breach whatever worlds. And this is going to be a multiverse have, story. Yes, that, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, which is how we're going to get Michael Keaton back. Yes. Um, ben Affleck will be in it for a short spell. Yes, it's kind of his goodbye sure. as Batman. Cool. Um, I think they they're definitely going to introduce other characters uh, through this, which which. Didn't get will much. excite some again. Yeah, obviously, it worked for Spider-Man, yeah. but but I don't know if it's going to work for this. They didn't so. give much in the way of uh, Aquaman two. There were I from because yeah. I just watched it a few minutes ago. I didn't see much, in, or I couldn't pick out what was you know Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. I didn't really see. There may have been a villain in there, but I couldn't tell. It seemed like it was more like he was just in it, like a few you know a few scenes of Jason yeah. Momoa standing there in the black suit, you know. Saying like, oh, is it better to be a king than a hero or whatever? And that was like the tagline for the whole trailer. Right. I'm really excited for the Batman. Really looking forward to that. Um, that's kind of the only one. Black yeah. Adam looks mildly interesting. Pierce Brosnan looks odd. Like I don't really know if he's going to be a hero or a villain. He's a bad guy. Well, anyway, I just I, – I, I don't buy it. Yeah, I'm excited for the Batman. Um, Joe mentioned we have our tickets. Um, it's in three weeks, two weeks, right? At yeah, the first of week of March. First, first week, week of March. March. Um, a couple weeks, two weeks. Um, I'm going to give Aquaman 2 the benefit of the doubt just because I like the first one and I like James Wan. James Wan? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt just because right. the first one I, I did enjoy. Uh, but Black Adam and The Flash, again, I'm, I'm not – Soul on Ezra Miller as the Flash again. I'm not. I don't know if I. Love well, I don't the know if it was him. Multiverse. Sorry, he's in it. I don't know if it's the one you're talking about though. I thought there was another guy. He no, could be. He I'm could not, be. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is, I thought there was a guy who's playing the Flash, who's like the main guy, like Tom Holland in Spider-Man. Right? Is what I'm saying. Sure. And, that should and be then Ezra like, Miller. and then they have other, other, other Flash Barry people. Allen's? Yeah, other Flash people coming in. Uh, I haven't heard that. And I, didn't see I that, guess but... I could be wrong, but there was somebody in the, in the trailer that I thought was like the new Flash, like the guy who's. But maybe I'm wrong. That's okay. So you're saying you you're saying everything you've heard it's, it's Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is in the Flash movie. Yeah, they've. they've but you don't know if he's it. the main guy. I, I just assume he is because okay. they marketed as such, okay. right? For for DC Con or whatever it okay. was. Okay, okay. So maybe I'm maybe I totally off front. base with, um, in any of it. But uh, again, I, I think it. that film. They've already they've already confirmed Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, okay. but I think there will be other surprises. Got it. But I would not okay. be surprised. They've already teased it. I would not be surprised if Gal Gadot appears. Got it. Um, you know, I don't think Momoa will show up. Got but, it. Um, we'll see. And really, really quickly before we go into the reviews, one more thing I wrote down that I saw, I guess casually, they're making like a Tiger, like a Tiger King funny goofy movie. Uh, it's gonna be a, a a series. I don't know how Sorry, funny it's, it's gonna be. I got I got the impression that it's like a series based off of Netflix or yeah. like it's but it's like a Kate it's McCann, like a satire. Like SNL, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. She was obviously in Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah she was in it. Yeah, I I'm just check it out for yeah, sure. I don't know if it was on like the Super Bowl or something, but it caught yeah. my it caught my eye. Anyway, they teased it on Peacock. Anyway, on, um, oh, that's what it was. It was like it was like yeah, this is like the they probably teased as part of like the yeah, Bel Air yeah. and Peacock. Oh God, that, that looks horrendous! Um, horrendous! I haven't, so I haven't checked it out yet, it so, so it's gotten good reviews though. Bel Air, give me a break. They're taking all the fun out of it. That what made it funny was a sitcom, and now they're making it some drama. Like it, 
Give me a break. I, I haven't seen it, so I Give can't me comment a break. on it. I can't even say that I've really seen the original that much. Really? The original seen, was great. I've seen little snippets. The Carlton? The Carlton is iconic. <laughs> they can't, like, make it serious now. Can and you do the Carlton some, dance No, show? I can't. I can do it poorly. Okay, well, that's, that's good. You didn't say, can you do it well? I did not. You're All great. right. We got a couple reviews. Uh, one of them is old, an old, uh, old, uh, you know, thing, but I watched series that I wanted to mention. So, but Mac did see some new stuff. He did see a movie in the theater. Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile. What did you think? Was it any good? Uh, it was good. It was nice to be back in the theater. I don't think I've, I haven't been to the movie theater since this calendar since year before. Yeah. This calendar year. Um, again, that's a long time. It's, for you, um, it was good, right? These films are, are really predicated on, it's a big kind of glossy name cast, kind of good production value. Um, the first half of the film, you're kind of wondering who's going to actually get murdered. And then the second half of the film, you're obviously trying to figure out who the murderer is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was not as good as Murder on the Orient Express. I'll say that I liked Murder on the Orient, Murder on the Orient Express a lot better. I didn't love this cast, per se. Uh, I didn't think Gal Gadot really fit. Um, it was definitely awkward to see Arnie Hammer on screen. Um, but I thought Russell Brand was really good, actually, kind of playing a straight... Okay. What? Never mind. What? Well, I just don't know why. Okay. Never mind. We can we can. Uh, Russell Brand was not really playing a, a comic character. He was playing like just kind of the straight, kind of lace character. I thought he was really good. Letitia Wright, I thought was really good. Um, I, I figured out who who did it kind of right before he 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 says it. Um, but I mean, if, if he draws another one, I'll, I'll probably see it. Um, but it was okay. Uh, it was a it was a fun time at the theater again. It, it was nice to, to be back. Um, but I, I will say, Murder on the Orient Express. If you had to choose, I would I would check that one out. Uh, Book of Boba Fett finished its seven episode run on Disney Plus last week. Um, it was it started off for me. It started off really strongly, and then it kind of tailed off into a weird direction. Um, and I think I'm I'm I think I'm the opposite of a lot of people. Um, the first four episodes of Book of Boba Fett were all about Boba, and was really kind of not 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 the uh, not the not the T not the T Boba. Nope. Um, do you follow me? Boba? Uh, again, I'm not gonna do yeah, bad Boba, jokes. Boba. Um, the really little, the little was jelly, the little jelly things that go in tea. Really know? was um, kind of in the current timeline, but it also did lots of flashbacks where he was in the Sarlacc pit, and then he was saved by the Jawas, and then. It kind of teases his meeting with Fennec Shen and, you know, things like that. And I was I was invested in that story and I was like, okay, uh, I'm all good. And then at the end of season four, again, uh, spoilers obviously for a show that's already season out. Season four? At the end of episode four, okay, okay. Um, the Fennec Shen has a line where Boba's like going to go to war uh, with the Pikes. And Fennec Shen has a line about, you need an army. And Boba's like, I don't have an army, but I have lots of credits. And Fennec's like, well, if you have credits, you know where you can buy an army. And then all of a sudden, the Mandalorian theme plays in the background. You're like, oh, my God. Is Din John going to show up? Uh, and, of course, episode five, the entire episode was the Mandalorian. Boba Fett was not in the episode at all. Um, it really felt like Mandalorian season two and a half. Uh, episode six, Boba Fett was in it for 30 seconds. On the screen, didn't say anything. 
Um, Mando goes back. Uh, you see Grogu again. You see Luke Skywalker again. You see Ahsoka Tana again. Uh, again, really felt out of place because it felt like it was a Mandalorian episode, not a Boba Fett episode. So by episode seven, you bring it back, and, and the highlight of episode seven has nothing to do with Boba Fett. It has everything to do with Mando being reunited with Grogu, Baby Yoda. Um, so I, it started off strong for me, but then I it just. It was the child. The I child? I didn't think it was Baby Yoda. I thought he was the, the child. The child. I mean, his name is Grogu. Um, but I, people say Baby Yoda because people not I know, know that I thought that was blasphemy. I thought that was considered blasphemy. Gro- we'll say Grogu then. Okay. Um, but again, it really trailed off of what the show had like started. It really felt like oh, we're gonna. It really felt like we're doing this story, and then all of a sudden, halfway through, they were like, "Well, I don't know if it's good enough. Let's just go back to the Mandalorian because that's what everyone likes." Um, and it was good with the Mandalorian, but I was like. I didn't know I was going to get Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tana in these episodes. Like, I really thought we were just going to stick with Boba. Like, I was happy to stay with – I was fine with the journey that we were on. But, of course, people loved the fact that Grogu and Mandu reunited because, um, again, at the end of Season 2, they kind of depart because Grogu goes with Luke Skywalker. Um, so it really felt like – it really felt like Mandalorian Season 2.5 versus the book of Boba Fett. Um, they introduce a character, Cad Bane, who is the quickest, fastest bounty hunter in the galaxy. He's one of the only few non-Force alien species to have ever killed a Jedi. He's from the Clone Wars. He's from Rebels. So again, they brought a character from the animated world to um, to live action. Again, one kind of like Ahsoka Tana, like really just one of these great characters that people love. Um, he's on screen for like an episode and like a post-credit scene, then Boba kills him. Uh, that was a waste of time. Um, so I, I did not love the book of Boba Fett. I did not like how it ended. Um, but I'm certainly more excited for Mandalorian Season 3, which yeah. probably won't come out till next year. Uh, we're going to get Obi-Wan first, obviously, and we're going to get Andor, which will arrive at the end of 2022. So we still have a ways to go for Mando Season 3, which is maybe why they gave us a little bit of Grogu action now. Uh, so, Joe, you saw a series from, I want to say, seven, eight years ago. Seven or eight years ago, I believe, yeah. Uh, long story short, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he was watching uh, The Sopranos. And so I caught one episode of The Sopranos, and it made me want to watch that. But, again, as I've kind of mentioned before on, on you know to Mac and to listeners on the show... It's hard for me to, to start getting invested in a long, drawn-out series, especially The Sopranos, but I do want to kind of visit that sometime, uh, you know, when time when I have time, more time to invest in it. But I did watch another series that had been kind of on my, you know, whatever, watch list, the very short watch list that I have on Max, HBO Max. Um, and that is, uh, I watched the first season, eight episodes, I believe, of True Detective with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, as well as Michelle Monaghan. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it was an absolute mind-blowing experience. I, I absolutely loved every minute of season one. Um, I haven't started season two. Obviously, they changed skip season two. You can just go right to season. Obviously, two. they 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 have Vince Vaughn and 
Rachel McAdams. Taylor Kitsch is in and, it. And uh, Colin Farrell. I, season three again, is the Mahershala I, Ali. Yeah, I know. Right I know. But season one was absolutely incredible. I, I loved everything about it. I was incredibly engaged in it. Um, first episode, again, it, it's, it's not a pleasant watch. I mean, it's not, you know, it's definitely not for kids. Um, you know, not a lot of pleasant topics, uh, you know, murders and, you know, you know, just un- unsavory people and such and drugs and everything. Um, but it was very, very well done. I loved the chemistry between Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. I thought Matthew McConaughey was incredible in this, in this series, like just incredible, like uh, I guess this was made, what, 2012-ish? It was the same year as Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. And that was like McConaughey's. Okay. That was like a big he year for was, him. He, I, I actually, I thought Dallas Buyers Club was okay. I, I really didn't think it was all that great. But he is absolutely an incredible actor. Like, you know, he has, he's been in some silly, not silly movies, but, you know, everyone makes, he, he has, you know, he... he kind of does a lot of different type of movies. They're all, you know, some of them are kind of silly. You know, he does the you know, the fool's gold and, you know, he does, you know, all the silly, you know, goofy rom-coms sometimes, or maybe just when he was younger, but he is such a good actor. I was blown away. Like even just watching him talk in like the interview interview room with the two other cops who were trying to figure out what's going on. Like he's sitting there smoking his cigarettes and talking and these guys, you know, he's cutting up cans of of alcohol he was just, oh, it was so, like, I was in, so engaged. I got totally lost in the story. Uh, you know, it, it had an incredible ending, great payoff. I, I mean, again, it's been out a long time. No, you know, spoilers here. Um, a little bit, obviously, unbe- entirely unbelievable that Matthew McConaughey survives after kind of getting his, his guts, like, you know, <laughs> getting a knife in his gut and kind of ripped out his guts. Like that was unbelievable. Like he survived, but it was a very, very fitting ending to the, to the series, to that season. Incredible music. Like I said, I was so engaged. Every episode was great. I loved how it was told, how it kind of like, it kind of flashed back from when, from them kind of seeing some, some case and trying to figure it out to like the present where it's like, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're not friends anymore. They haven't spoken in a while. It was just so well done. Like I was, I was so engaged. I loved every minute of it. Um, like I said, I haven't started season two, but I want to. Um, eventually, I do kind of want to get into The Sopranos just because that was what my friend kind of we watched an episode and it's like, oh, this looks pretty good. So eventually, I will get to that. But just HBO, the season, the stuff that I have watched on HBO, just it does not disappoint at all. So anyway, just wanted to plug that because I did watch that. Um, it took all my energy not to watch them all in one sitting and like stay up all night because I had, cause I had to go to work, <laughs> but the next day I had to wake up at six. So I tried to, I had to be very disciplined not to watch it all in one sitting, but it was very, very good. I loved everything about it. Two incredible say, actors. Um, so incredibly good. Loved everything about it. True Detective season two is, is not as well received. It simply just didn't, it could not partly because it could live up to the hype season one. Again, these are yeah. all anthology series. Yeah. Um, so it took a break for a while. Then they, they brought back okay. season three, Marshall Ali. That very much is a return to form to form again. Okay. McConaughey and Harrelson are great. Oh, and, and Ali is so kind awesome. of, 
Marshall Ali is kind of on that level. Like you watch it for okay. him. Okay. Um, so you can skip season two. There's well, nothing I'm gonna that watch it. I'm gonna watch it. But uh, we'll see. I'll February see. preview again. I know February's already started, but we're just gonna touch on some things that have been happening, uh, have already happened, or are going to happen. Uh, February second, Pam and Tommy on Hulu. I've already been checking it out. Weekly episodes. It's it's great. Sebastian Stan. I think this may be his best role ever. Um, Seth Rogen is so good in it. Um, again, this is another. Uh, Point Grey Productions with the Seth Rogen. Uh, Craig Gillespie, who is the director of I, Tanya, uh, directed the pilot. He's also serves as kind of a creative influence. It kind of feels that kind of true story but cinematic type of a vein where it's mm. kind of like told from this over-the-top perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really fun. It's really, really good. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, I feel like I know where it goes because I know – you know, the tape gets out and stuff like that, but but I'm excited to see the fallout and everything like that. Um, it's, it's, you would not recognize Sebastian Stan in terms of like, Oh, that's the winter soldier or that's whomever. Like he very much is, you know, tatted up. He's got the piercings. He's got different hair. Um, he's basically an underwear for a lot of the, the show. Um, he's really, really good in it. So I think this could be, I don't want to say a breakout because he's already kind of broken out, obviously, with Winter Soldier, but this could be a different type of breakout, more of an acting type of a role. Uh, Raised by Wolves, season two on HBO Max. It started on 2-3. Again, this is continues the series that started last season, obviously. Um, Ridley Scott is behind this. It feels very much like it's in the Aliens type of a world. They haven't confirmed that, per se. Got it. Um, but it does feel like it lives uh, in that same world same science fiction type storytelling uh 2-2 south park season 25 on comedy central um south park we've talked about this before they're making so many made for streaming or made for tv movie tv episodes so season 25 is only six episodes uh which is weird because again they normally make 13 to 15 episodes but they're making so much stuff for streaming now um, the main cable only gets six episodes, but again, it's South Park. It's really good. It hasn't been on TV for two years because they've been doing other stuff. Got it. Uh, but it's great. Two four the film Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. Roland Emmerich, of course, famous for disaster films like Independence Day, mm, and that was the best one. Um, you know, he did the, the day Godzilla, after tomorrow, he did the day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow, he did Godzilla, he did the second Independence Day. Obviously, I did not see Moonfall. I didn't have an interest. Um, and I think, uh, maybe I'm glad to just the way, by the way, critics and audiences alike kind of savaged it. Um, it's a hundred million dollar film. I think it's only grossed about $10 million so far. So that's going to be a big, big loss. People I've talked to again, yeah. kids that are in middle school, cause I'm a teacher of middle school kids. They said, the, they even said, which is surprising. They even said the acting was bad. So Halle Berry, too can't, bad. can't say I'm not, can't say I'm surprised. The next movie I haven't seen it yet, but it's probably one of the only movies that comes out this month that I do want to see, and that is Jackass Forever. Um, I I am kind of nostalgically want to see it. Um, I don't know that I will watch it in the theater, but uh, as it's been out. It'll be on Paramount Plus next month. Well, we don't have Paramount Plus, do we? Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Well, I'll watch it eventually or somehow. Um, Jackass Forever, uh, again, looks Again, looks like harkens Jackass. harkens to a younger time when this, when, when you watched Jackass. Yeah, when well, I didn't really watch the series so much. I saw the movies, but you know, whenever they were kind of on TV, you would catch it. But the movies I thought were hilarious. Again, when I was in my twenty in my twenties, so 
or you know early late teens early 20s um also this has been going on for a few weeks the winter olympics it was on nbc and peacock have you watched i haven't watched one minute to be honest i usually like to kind of watch things um but again this is in china uh and the time difference there i mean it's happening live mostly in the middle of the night here um, so, Not interested in a tape, tape delay. I mean, I don't really. I feel like tape delays are kind of over it because um, again, they they still do like the highlight show every night on NBC where they yeah. package everything. But again, you've you've already if you really care, you can kind of know what's already happening. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think I'm more of a Summer Olympics guy than a Winter Olympics guy. Uh, two six ESPN has dropped another thirty for thirty. The Tuck Rule, starring Tom Brady and Charles Woodson, uh, where they talk about the Tuck Rule, obviously, which happened in the two thousand one playoffs. Um, controversial rule, which of course went in the Patriots' favor, which of course started their dynasty, as it were. Um, any interest in? I know you like some thirty for thirties, but Not I don't know really if that's that really interested. Good. I mean, I, it, I I remember it. Uh, it was when they played the Raiders. It was in the champ. It was in the AFC Championship game, and it pretty much cost them the game because they, if they had gotten the ball back, they probably would have won the game. But as it turned out, the uh, the Patriots kept the ball, scored the winning field goal from, I believe it was Gostowski. No, Vinatieri. Excuse me. Yeah, that was before Gostowski. Vinatieri. Uh, yeah, so, and the rest is history, uh, and, uh, not to, you know, so I'm, I'm, but to answer your question, I'm not that interested, but happy retirement to the GOAT, uh, it's now official, Tom Brady has retired, he's already retired, obviously, obviously that was old news, but it kind of got leaked early, uh, not leaked, but somebody, uh, you know, it, it made its rounds on, on social media and such, and then like a week, and then people were coming, he came out, and his dad came out saying he wasn't retiring, and then a week later, he did retire, so, uh, you know, happy retirement to the GOAT, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny seeing, the, the one thing that intrigues me about the 30 for 30, the tuck rule, is just seeing Woodson and Brady, like, in the same room, and they're kind of playing around with each other and being silly, that kind of makes me laugh. You know, versus like just interviewing a bunch of people who are totally separate and never see each other. Like, you know, anyway, so that dynamic sounds kind of fun. But yeah, just, uh, yeah, thought I, I just wanted to plug that. So yeah, the, the, I, I might check it out, but I haven't seen a 30 for 30 in a long time. 211, Death on the Nile. We already talked about that. Still in theaters now if you want to check that out. 213 this past yesterday, Sunday was, was yesterday. the Super the Bowl. The Super Bowl. And I was going to say, uh, I know we probably don't have a lot of time to go over this, but I would be interested to hear if you had any highlights, not of the game per se, but any interesting commercials that you thought were funny. Um, I, were, I had a bunch of squares on the game, so I won some money, so that was good. That has nothing to do with the – doesn't answer my question. The commercials now. The commercials. Um, you didn't even think the Cable Guy commercial was funny? I thought that was clever. I mean the Larry David Crypto commercial I thought was pretty funny. That was kind of funny. Um, there were tons, but of again, but again, I don't, I, I don't, uh, uh, I, I, I didn't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I mean, I, you didn't think the cable guy would do with Jim Carrey? I mean, I, I like the Austin Powers one. I never saw. I didn't see that. Um, they, they obviously they teased. We'll talk about this next week. But they had a TV spot for Doctor Strange, oh, and they released a full trailer online. I didn't see it. Um, again, I, the, that's what intrigues me. But I, it was fine. Um, the game was good. I, I enjoyed the halftime show. I'm not a fan of the Bengals or the Rams, obviously. 
but I thought the game was kind of slow. And then by the fourth quarter, they had that that long drive the Rams did, which kind of made it interesting. Uh, the game least, was slow. I mean, okay. there, there wasn't a lot of scoring. Like it was okay. kind of a defensive battle. Like okay. it wasn't high scoring. Odell went out early. I was rooting for Odell Beckham. I'm sure you were, and they uh, won anyway. I thought they. Yeah, I mean, he had a touchdown early. He was looking I, good. And I then could. He got hurt. I'll be honest. I couldn't disagree with you more about the game. Again, I was kind of doing work, half half work and half watching, so I wasn't mm-hmm. totally engaged in the game. I thought it was very very entertaining. I, I I thought there was a lot of twists and turns. It was back and forth. It was a close game the entire time. It was never a blowout. The 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 outcome of the game was always in doubt, even until the last you know the last fourth right. quarter, last yeah. two minutes of the game. Um, you know, a lot of whatever, miss some missed calls, some controversy. Um, I thought it was a really really great game. I enjoyed everything about it. You know, it kind of you know you kind of got uh, Aaron Donald with his with his you know not swan song, but his. He got his championship, so that was exciting. Odell got his championship, and he got injured. So, you know, that was kind of, you know, not not fitting. But, you know, I thought that, I thought they were out of it once he was out. And then Cooper Cup was just he – went, he, went, he went bananas awesome. and, and tore it up. You know, he pretty much single-handedly beat the, beat the Bengals himself, which is, which is awesome. You know, he also got uh, – you know – Cooper Cup was in Disneyland the, today the, celebrating. Uh, who was the – sorry, I can't remember. Matt – the quarterback Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford gets his championship, so you know Sean McVay he gets definitely the he definitely you know. Granted, they had a lot of pieces, so I'm not going to necessarily say it was all Matt Stafford because I don't think it was Von Miller. Jay but Ramsey. they had a lot of pieces on the team to support him. Yeah. So you know, I don't think this necessarily for me. Again, we're not really a sports podcast, but I don't think this necessarily quiets the critics of Matt Stafford per se. But I, because I do think he had a lot of pieces, but I will get, he certainly, he had to make the throws. He made the throws. Um, so, you know, the, and the, and the one interception that he did throw in the game, I think really wasn't his fault. It kind of went through the receiver's hands. Yeah. So, you know, but I, he had the most interceptions this season. So I'm not going to say he's like a stellar quarterback, but you guys, he team, led the league in interceptions. He led the league in interceptions. Oh, that's this year, a good I, sign. I had no idea. They said it during the game. I just maybe I just maybe uh, at least an update. I thought that's what they said. Anyway, um, I just want to ask you about the commercials because I thought a few of them were funny. Good, I like the halftime show. uh, I thought it was good. It was okay. Um, uh, The Kendrick Lamar part. I thought that was the best. He was the best. He was the best guy. I think he Kendrick Lamar. He killed it. Amazing. He killed it. Um, I don't think he. Plus, he's probably half their age. I don't. Yeah, he is. (laughs) I don't think he fit with the other part of the group. I don't think so. And I think that was that was so it was a weird transition to go. I think so. Yes. that makes sense. sent to Kendrick Lamar and then back to Eminem yeah, and Dre yeah, yeah, and Mary yeah. J. Blige. I thought like, that was funny. Yeah, it was yeah. good point. Yeah, it felt like Kendrick Lamar was like, "We got to get someone younger for the kids." In. Yeah, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. But but I enjoyed it. It was he very was like the much, only one that actually sung his part. You know, they all <laughs> lip synced. Um, Pretty much. But again, it happens. It happens a lot. Um, again, I liked I liked Dr. J getting on the piano at the know, end. That was Dre cool. and Snoop was very and much it, an L.A. type of yes, feel, yes, which was it made sense. the point. Um, um, really so quickly, really quickly, the commercials I thought were good because I I just wanted to mention these. Like I say, I thought the Jim Carrey cable guy was funny. Um, again, not overly funny commercials, but I thought the I thought again, not not that this not that Arnold. I see Arnold playing Zeus, but I thought having Zeus as a character and having electric car was was clever. That was clever on 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 you know the advertising part, the marketing part. 
Uh, I also thought it was funny the Jones commercial with the with the with the, again it was again it, it's more like a snicker kind of funny like it it wasn't like oh this is this was great like the funniest thing I ever seen Nick Jonas but I thought it was kind of funny uh, you know and then uh, the one the one I was talking to the, the some of my students about they thought the commercial where the football players come in animated and start playing in the kitchen they thought that was kind of yeah. Oh, anyway, cool. I just wanted to mention that about the commercials because I think okay. it's funny. And yeah. that's that's usually one of the highlights of the game. All right, uh, 218. This is uh, this Friday, Thursday? Fri- Friday, Pre- Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Uncharted, Uncharted. Are you interested? Yeah, I already got my ticket for Thursday. Right, you'll have to let so me know how you do it. I'll review it next week. 224, Law and Order, Season 21. This is the original. This is the. So loud. Yes, good. This is the original Law and Order. It's coming back after. Well. It is. It's but it has doesn't have the same characters. Doesn't it have Sam Watterson's in it? Wait, He's no. There was a, there's a new guy who's in it. There's a new actor. I forget. Wasn't it like Anthony Anderson? Yeah, Anthony. He was in it though. He was in Law and Order when it was canceled the first time. He was one of the detectives. He was in like whatever yeah, the original. The original again. Whatever. Lot, they the cast changes. Yes. But so he wasn't like in season one, but he was in the original Law and Order. Yes. Okay, I like that um, when they stopped doing when it they stopped the, doing it, he oh, was in it. Um, so maybe he was a reason back. why they stopped doing it. I don't think that's it. In any event, uh, I'm gonna have to listen to that tune again because every time Matt let Mac watches uh, SVU, I can't sing because it's a different theme song. So, so now I'm gonna have to go back and. Anyway, NBC now has the Thursday night lineup of Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Criminal Intent. In case you can't get so enough Law are, and Order, they're they going go. back to what? Oh, that was them. funny too. Also, the uh, I, I I've seen a couple commercials like that. There's one with like uh, John Hamm, and he, and he's like saying he's talking about like NBC, and they're like having like and he's like, "Where's John Hamm?" and and then, like, you have all these people from NBC because I, I forget who the who. Oh, the there's name. like Mariska Hargitay was like. In yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, what about me? What about me? I can't remember who the main person is that's getting all the love. There's somebody who's Kenan like. Keenan Thompson got some. Yeah, Keenan Thompson. They're like, what? Keenan Thompson? Give me a break. And that that, that was a funny commercial because I definitely get that. But it, I forget who the main. There was some. There was some. Anyway, yeah, that was really, really funny. I don't I don't remember. There's one with John Hamm who was like, just John Hamm. He's like, what's going on? Oh, that was funny. 227, Killing Eve, season four on AMC. This is the final season of Killing Eve. Jodie Comer, who is starting to make the transition to film now. She, of course, is in The Last Duel. And uh, Free Guy, um, she's great, along with Sandra Oh. Um, Killing Eve's a great show. Uh, 227, Super Pump, The Battle for Uber on Showtime. This is going to be an anthology series where they're going to tell different stories, hopefully in future seasons is what they've said. The first one will be about Uber, um, starring the aforementioned actor that Joe just listed. Oscar nominations came out this past week. Some surprises, um, but a lot of predictability, I'll be honest. Um, But we'll break it down real quick right now. Joe, feel free to give me your thoughts if you think someone's going to win. You've seen at least one or two of these, I think. Uh, Maybe just one. I saw two. King Richard and Dune. There you go. I'm actually surprised King Richard got nominated. That sounds like a really it well. A good movie. It must be Slim Pickens because I didn't think that was like best picture material. But whatever. Best picture nominations. They had all ten this time. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, which is a Japanese film, uh, Dune, 
King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. If I was a betting man, I, since we're going to do this, maybe sure. I'll say The Power of the Dog. I would say... I, I want to say Belfast. I don't think it's going to be Belfast. Probably The Power of the Dog or West Side Story. I would love for it to be Nightmare Alley. I think Nightmare Alley was so good. Um, I do want to see it. It was really but good. It's I like don't. it's long. It's like two two hours of yeah. Because I saw it on like a it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max now. And I'm it's like, good. man, it looks long, but it's good. It's got a lot of talent in it that yeah. intrigues me. Uh, best director Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Ryazuki Hamaguchi. I apologize if I butchered that name for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Again, best director. This is. A weird subjective category, but I think Jane Campion will win. Uh, she's won a bunch of okay. the lead-up awards. I'll go too. with Kenneth Branagh then. We'll sure. switch. We'll switch on this one. <laughs> Best, Best actor. actor Javier Bardem for uh, the one about being the Ricardos. Yeah, being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield. Is this for that tick, series? Tick, boom. Yeah, I thought that was anyway. Uh, will Smith, Denzel Washington for Othello. Macbeth. Macbeth. Excuse me. It's okay. It's some, Shakespeare. Some Shakespeare. This is definitely going to be Will Smith. He's been nominated twice before. What? He's never won. Um, Will Smith is definitely going to win this award. 100%. N- really? No con- No discussion? You're, you've got to be kidding me. When else was he nominated? Uh, for Ali and for The Pursuit of Happiness, I believe. Those are the two what? times he's been nominated. Yeah. He's been nominated twice before. He hasn't won, I think. Sometimes I really would be – I will be shocked if he wins. You Some, think he's a shoe-in? I do. Uh, sometimes wow. these awards wow. – sometimes wow. these awards become wow. more career achievement awards okay. to a certain extent. And I think Will Smith I don't, has been well, constantly okay. a good actor throughout okay. his career. I think he will win. Um, do you, do was, you think Benedict Cumberbatch is what you'd go with? What about Denzel. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good film. I mean, again, Macbeth is only, this is the only nomination for Macbeth, so it hasn't gotten a lot of love overall. So I think that's another way you could track okay. these things. Right, sure. um, but right. I, I do think Will Smith will win. Okay. Uh, best actress: Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, Kristen Stewart uh, did get on the board. Although I do think this will come down to Olivia Coleman, who's been racking up awards, or Nicole Kidman. Um, no, that? no, no. I haven't really seen any of those movies. Best Supporting Actress, Jesse Buckley, Ariana DeBose, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kristen Dunst for Power of the Dog, or Ingenue Ellis, uh, who was in King Richard. She played the wife of Richard Williams. Okay. Um, to me, this is Ariana DeBose's To Win and To Lose from West Side Story. I think this will be the win for West Side Story. Okay. Best Supporting Actor, Cody Smith-McPhee, Power of the Dog, Troy Kotsur, Coda. Saren Hines, Belfast, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. Uh, I would love for it to be Saren Hines from Belfast. I think he's great, but I think Cody Smith-McPhee, we've talked about this before, I think he will take it. But it could be a surprise. Um, We'll see. Best Animated Feature, Encanto, The Mitchells versus The Machines, Flea, Luca, Raya, and The Last Dragon. Three films from Disney or Disney Pixar, however you want to. Label it Disney Animation. Uh, I do believe it will be Encanto. Uh, the ceremony will be held on March 27th. A couple of news and notes about it. Steven Spielberg becomes the first director nominated across six decades. So that's quite an accomplishment. 
uh, to be nominated. It was just the long for how long he's been working. Um, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little odd. Uh, not odd. I mean, yes, it's an achievement, but it kind of made me like figure out the math of that. Yeah. Um, Jaws was in 1975. I think that was the first movie he was named. He was nominated or any one for best director in Jaws. Sure. Yeah. And that was in 75. So yes, by the math, six decades, yes. But that doesn't mean he's for 60 years though. Is what it means. So it's just, it's a little, I'm not saying. Okay. Uh, 1975. I'm not, I'm not to trying to take 20. away <laughs> from anything. I'm just saying it's a little odd to word it that way. Cause it makes it seem like, for 60 years, he's been nominated, and that's not true. It's 47, because I did the math. So for, he made Jaws in, 40, in 75. So I, I'm just saying it's a it's little... A, it's a weird hill. That's a weird hill to die I'm on. I'm not right dying there. on the hill. It's just a little odd. To, yes, he made Jaws in 1975. It was in the middle of the decade, sure. It's just a little... Yes. Fine. Okay. Jane Campion becomes the first female director with two Best Director nominations. She was nominated... Earlier in her career for The Piano, she did not win, but I do think she will win for this film. Snubs, question mark, again, art is subjective. These films are subjective, um, so take it for what it is. But this was, at least in terms of social media and the articles that I read, the snubs that people had talked about. Uh, No Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. I was surprised by that. I think Kristen Stewart probably took that nomination. Um, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Best Director for Dune. Uh, Dune had 10 nominations, including Best Picture, um, but Best Director was not one of them. Catriona Balfi for Belfast. I thought she was great. Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. You could put Jennifer Lawrence there, too. Both did not get nominated for Don't Look Up. Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Again, not one that I would care about, but I know a lot of people did. Uh, and Ben Affleck, surprisingly, maybe or not surprisingly, uh, did not get nominated for The Tender Bar. Um, that was one that people thought he should. A lifelong achievement for him, I guess, this time around. I mean, he's already won a couple, sure. so we'll see. Uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home received only one nomination. Should it have received more recognition? Um, this comes up through a variety article, which I left for Joe to read. I'll also leave it in the description. I think it's a, it's a well-written article, um, but it also talks. Um, the article talks about how he. As a reviewer, did not like the film. Um, thought it was just not a well-made film. Didn't really like it that much. Um, but also talked about the importance of Spider-Man No Way Home and how it has over a billion dollars worldwide at the box office. How it's kind of brought people back to the theater. And so the, on that on that note, and the importance. Well, the, the talk said, "Did you read the article?" No. Okay. Well, I left that, it. Because I thought it was just a puff piece about the Spider-Man. How should have been nominated because. Marvel can't do anything wrong. Like, no, it was it was the opposite. Of that. Okay, he talked about how he didn't like it, but it also talked about how. So, what are the reasons why the Oscars have gone further and further away, out of touch from what people actually watch, what people actually like, and what people actually consume? Okay, Spider Man. Again, we're talking in a pandemic world where films are not making money, where streaming services are becoming more and more the norm. This was the one film that got people to the theater. Right, okay. it became a communal experience of going to the theater, okay. which is what you could say art could be about. Right, it's a communal experience, sharing an experience with others in the same room. Okay. Um, so you know, 
I, I don't Spider Man No Way point. Home. I see the point. I don't agree with it. Spider Man No Way Home is not what I would consider a typical Oscar. So type what of would it? Film. What would you have nominated for Best Picture? Um, simply because of the audience. I mean, I think if you are the Academy again, potentially you're. If you nominate films like that that are more popular for. That are for a wider audience. Okay, you then you take could, out King Richard and put in put it, put in Spider Man. I'm just. I mean, I again. I don't think part of the I argument. I don't think it would have won. <laughs> sure. Um, so you're right. And, I, and, I, and, I, and so in that sense, it would be just a token placement. Like, oh, we're going to appease the fans by sticking this film in there just to kind of sure make people not upset. I mean, I think that that's why that's in part why they they've added ten nominees. Right. I mean, that was. Again, the controversy – again, we're going all the way back to like 2008, but part of the reason why they added – they went from five to ten films is because of The Dark Knight. Right? A lot of people felt The Dark Knight should have been nominated for Best Picture, and it wasn't. So the next year they added ten films. They added five more films. They added films like District 9 was nominated. Inception was nominated. Films that were never going to win. Um, oh, but, so- but okay. People. Okay. So again, I'm not. I'm so not no, saying no, no, those no, no, artistic no. films no. are the same. So what you're saying. So what you're saying is you think a lot of the movies they have listed on Best Picture are all kind of the typical Hollywood whatever elites. I'm that, saying they're not representative of all film film genres, right? Okay. You hardly ever get comedies. You hardly ever get okay. right foreign films. They're starting to so promote maybe, more maybe, foreign maybe films. Maybe they should put Hangover Five when it comes out. They should put Hangover Five. If Hangover Best Five picture. is a good film, why Best would it picture. not be nominated? Right? It's like you rarely get okay. you rarely get animated films right. that are nominated for Best right? Picture. Sure. I mean, okay. yeah, but I mean, again, again, films. Right. Fair enough. Fair the enough. Oscars, again. That now, that's a more interesting. That's I don't want to get into point. a a. That sounds interesting. We're not going to get into a political debate. Animated, that that sounds about the Oscars. I mean, but I mean, the Oscars are still a high ratings show. They are certainly losing ratings every year, though. Right? It is going down in viewership. We're not going to talk about. Different political think, beliefs in Hollywood, think, but think, I do think having more popular films that people actually watch will definitely help that. Okay. Right. Um, okay. That's, so that, I, again, I, I see that point. That point. Am I sense. am I biased to Spider Man No Way Home? Of course I am. Um, do I think it's on the level of a cinematic achievement as like a Nightmare would in Nightmare Alley or they're different types of films. Right. This is these films. All ten films that I list, at least the ones I've seen, are more just so what fall, you would consider drama follow, type of films. So follow up question: <laughs> Do you think there's still? Do you think there's still a, a, a bias in, in in terms of the Academy regarding Marvel films? Sure, absolutely. Okay. I, I think. I mean, all again, right. I don't just Fair think enough. of Marvel films. I think it's general popularity films, okay. like films that. You know, there was a big buzz when Wonder Woman didn't get nominated, right? Okay. And it was okay. this thing, this film that touched a lot of people and and transcended whatever you want to call it, um, wasn't recognized. A lot of people were upset about that. Okay. Um, you point, know, again, kind of like point, the kind of like the Dark Knight thing, right? I Where it's you. like people they weren't it, what Dark Knight wasn't nominated, and people were like, "This is a great film, regardless of what genre it is." And and but then you had. Older Oscar voters who were like, well, it's a comic book film. It's not really a film versus saying, well, it's a film, right? Enjoy the film for what it is, right? Take it on its own cinematic achievement. And what I think Spider-Man No Way Home does do, I think it brings together 
it brings together a lot of those things. I don't really want to get stuck on this debate. I will die on this hill, um, but I don't want to get stuck on this debate, though. Um, so there's that. I can leave the article in the description box. Maybe Joe will want to read it sometime. Uh, Joe's weekly segment. Joe, do you got any films okay, for us? Okay, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm. That's fine. I. 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 I Appreciate your passion and your, you know, your uh, your opinion on that. Again, it's different than mine. I get that. And I was just asking a question about the bias because I think that that might play a role in it. I mean, I do believe Endgame was nominated, right? No. Again, was, that was a film that should have been nominated. That could have been nominated was, too. Black Panther was the last no, one that nominated. The uh, Infinity War wasn't nominated? Okay. okay. No. All right, all right, okay. And again, that's, that's right. you know. I can see, I can see, I can understand your point. I don't know that, again, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, and you bring up some interesting points about animated movies being not nominated for Best Picture. That's that's an interesting point to make, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I... There's only been two times where it's happened. I just don't know that... Putting people on the seats necessarily. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, I do see your point, like you say, about what you know, and then you can get. We can get into the what, what it, what does the best picture mean? You know, what, what you know. Again, a, a totally subjective category. I get that, but what, what do you define a best picture to be? Versus again, what the academy, I guess, assumes a best picture to be. Right. I mean, it's um, all subjective, right? It's all so, it's all based on votes. But that so. is an interesting point. I, you know, maybe because I again I'm biased against Spider Man because I don't really care about that. Um, you know, so that I have that opinion. So I wouldn't say that my opinion is necessarily better or, but certainly different than yours. You know, we're both on opposite sides of the spectrum here in terms of you think it should and I don't. But I haven't seen it, nor would I want to. So I. It's not really my cup of tea, but you bring up a good point that it does bring people back into the seats. I get that. Um, I just don't. Yeah, it's just an interesting discussion. We could talk about this later or further. Um, I do have some films. Um, I wrote down four. Um, the last movie that I mentioned, this was a few weeks ago, was number 29. It was The Hunt for Red October, starring Alec Baldwin, the Cold War submarine uh, thriller. Um these next four films, uh, primarily one director. There is another director here who I didn't write down because I don't, I don't think the movie itself is known for the director as much as the acting. Um, and this, and that movie is number twenty-eight. This movie came out in nineteen ninety-three. It has a great soundtrack by James Newton Howard. It is it is advertised, characterized as an action, crime, and drama movie. Um. Although, uh, you know, to me, this is, I wouldn't say peak of this actor because he's certainly been around a while. He was in movies in the eighties. He's been around for a long time. He's still making movies today. That is Harrison Ford, but this is certainly one of his more, um, inc- at least not just his kind of, uh, uh, you know, this is an entertaining movie, but it's very, very different than say the Indiana Jones or the star Wars anything like that. Um, it was complete opposite of that. This was this very, very serious role. Uh, I think he's great in it. I think he got nominated too, if I'm not mistaken, but it also stars, uh, his, his co-star, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. 
this was kind of his I don't want to say it's his breakout because he was kind of in he was in a bunch of TV movies up to this up to that point but what Nothing. oh but he certainly uh this was kind of like it I don't want to say his again not his breakout but it certainly pe- made people notice him as an as a as a good actor um it stars a very young Julianne Moore uh, and Joe Pantoliano. Uh, it's this is a suspenseful movie. It's a it's a, it's a chase movie, kind of a whodunit. Um, a lot of great action scenes in it. One of the greatest action sequences is, is obviously in the beginning of the film, where they're in the bus. Um, that's all I will say because I don't, you know, for those of you who have not seen it, it's again this is in the nineties, and it was and they actually had to do that stunt as from, from what I remember remember reading about it or hearing about it. They actually had to do this, maybe not to the extent that it happened there, but they actually had to simulate a crash. And so they actually did it. Um, you know, maybe not obviously with somebody almost dying because of it, but it, it, it was just a very, very intense sequence. Um, again, in the early 90s, this was one of the best examples of great, you know, uh, you know, not CGI, but great practical effects. Um, I really like this film. Uh, it's great. Like I said, it's it's you know not an easy watch by any means. It's not pleasant at times, but it has a lot of, you know, uh, you know it's a very riveting thriller in my opinion, and that is The Fugitive. Um, that's twenty eight. Number 27, 26, and twenty five are all directed by the same director. Um, it's hard for me to separate these films because they are all equally good in their own right. Um, again, they're all five star films in my opinion. They're all somewhat similar. They have a similar style. Um, and that is they are directed by David Fincher. It's very hard for me to separate these films substantially because to me they are all equally good. But it's hard for me to have them crack the top 20. Um, so 27. This is number 27. This movie came out in 95. It is the first movie uh, that – that uh, not I don't want to say the first movie David Fincher made. But it's certainly – it may have been actually the first movie that he was noted, well noted for. Um, I think he did like some music videos up to this point of some kind. Um, this music, the music was by Howard Shore, which is also great. Stars a very, very young um, up-and-coming actor in the mid-90s, 90, 1995, Brad Pitt. Um, Morgan Freeman also starts a, stars a great, incredible performance by Kevin Spacey, who's in it. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is also good. Um, this is also a crime and a drama and a mystery movie. Um, I believe David Fincher also did Alien 3. So he might have done Alien 3 before this movie, but this was kind of the one that kind of really separated him. As Alien 3, I've heard, is you know mixed reviews on. And again, that was a sequel. So this was kind of an original story. Um, it's a psychological thriller. It's definitely a noir film. It's it's troubling, much like the uh, Silence of the, Silence of the Lambs, as I mentioned before, on a, on my on my list before. It's very much in the similar type vein, you know, about these two cop, these two detectives are trying to figure out who who's doing these murders. Um, again, not pleasant, but it has an it has one of the best, arguably one of the best endings to a movie that I've ever seen. Um, sorry. One of the best movies, one of the best endings I've ever seen, and arguably one of the best ever made for, for an ending for a film. It is that, like, like whoa, like blindsides you. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, the only reason that I, sorry, let me put it this way. I read a book that was kind of, they kind of made out books. Uh, uh, they made a book about this movie. I didn't re- see the movie when it came out, but I read the book. 
Um, I didn't see it coming at all. Obviously, when I saw the movie I, later, I knew what was going to happen, but it was still very, very good. Um, for those who didn't read the book first, it's an incredible payoff at the end. And that movie is seven. Uh, number 26, I'll try to speed this up a bit. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2010. This is one of Mac's favorite movies. Also, again, by David Fincher, has a great soundtrack by Trent Reznor, who is also the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. He, they, they end up working together on a handful of films, um, this being one of them. Um, this movie is kind of a biography of sorts. Again, take it for what it's worth. It's for entertainment, but it has a, you know, obviously based off of a true story. It is also a drama. It got nominated for a bunch of awards. I don't know how many it won. It's based off of a book by Ben Meserick, which I haven't read, but I want to, even though I've seen the movie many times. Again, directed by David Fincher. This is an awesome performance by two actors who were really, in my opinion, kind of unknown to this point. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I think he'd done some other films, but he really wasn't like known as like an A-list actor, and maybe he still isn't, but this is certainly his crowning achievement. Andrew Garfield, again, has gone on to do many other stuff. He just got nominated for another award, so you know he can act, but this was kind of his breakout. Um, also stars Justin Timberlake as a minor role. It's perfectly cast. Perfectly cast, yes, as Sean Parker. Rooney Mara, again, I think her breakout movie, I, I didn't know what she had done before that. And uh, uh, the origins and ideas behind Facebook, um, this is the social network, 2010. And obviously, if I said David Fincher films, you know that what this last movie is. Again, it's hard to separate these. This is 25. Again, also stars Brad Pitt, uh, an incredible movie. Um, definitely a social commentary about consumer t- consumer society. Um you know, it's always a fascinating movie to watch. Again, also has a twist, but it's not as big of a payoff to me as in Seven, but it's still a good twist nevertheless. Um, This is a drama, came out in 1999. It is, again, David Fincher. It's based off of a book by Chuck Palahniuk, which is also a a very well-received novel, obviously, because it's the same subject matter. Stars Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Meatloaf, (laughs) and Helena Bonham Carter. It is, a, a, like I said, a social commentary on consumerism and materialism. It's also a mystery kind of whodunit um, movie. Um, definitely also a noir, very much in the in the vein of David Fincher type film, noir, dark, dark material and stuff like that. And that is Fight Club. The one rule about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. So I'm not, I'm not going to say any more about Fight Club. Da, da, da. Those were uh, those were some heavy hitters. Yeah, still got twenty some films to go. Right, and that was twenty five. So, and the reason I did that was because I want to kind of. I'll probably do two films or three films now, but I wanted to get through all the David Fincher films in one swoop. So I did a lot I of heavy four. hitters still coming. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and I know you're chomping at the bit to see what's going to be number one. Maybe not. Uh, I have no. I genuinely have no idea. What okay. It is. All right. I mean, I. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, you could do some great film, and you could do some crappy. For Patch number Adams one, movie. Pat, I have no why idea. Why do you hate? Ex- okay, I, I will don't never think understand. I, hate, I don't hate. Patch I will Adams. never. It's just not a good. I film. will never understand what your 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 theme parks. Your uh, you know, angst last with month. Patch Adams. It last, is a great movie. Last month, it's very touching. It's very moving. The thirty fifth anniversary of Star Tours at Disneyland. <laughs> of course, Star Tours at the time. Uh, Lucasfilm was not owned by Disney. It was the first time, of course, Lucasfilm was run 
by George Lucas. And it was the first time that there was a attraction on a Disney property that was not Star Wars themed. Well, that was not Disney owned. Yes. Right. It was third party vendored. Again, yes. you know, Universal had done that up to that point a little bit with Warner Brothers. They had done some other things, but Disney had pretty much kept everything in house. Um, All original this was stuff. a game changer, uh, as it were. Of course, it's gone on some to sort of. Well, it's a game changer in the sense of like. Um, it broke the mold. Let's yeah, say. I mean, of course, I, I Indiana Jones has. I don't know sure, the super... ride revolutionary. That's a different conversation. Yes. yes. Of course, Star Tours has been opened at all other Disney theme parks. Yes. Um, in a version, some have been closed down. Of course, Indiana Jones is now all over theme parks, but Disney now owns Both Lucasfilm. Um, so take it for what it is. We've had this conversation a little bit before. Does Disney still need to replace the iconic ride? The iconic ride, of course, referring to Star Tours. Any new thoughts on what type of ride or experience would fit in the Tomorrowland theme? We've had this conversation about how Tomorrowland does not really feel, especially in Disneyland, Definitely right? Definitely needs a facelift. You know, I we've talked about this on more than one occasion. I can't really speak Prior- on the other parks, uh, but we're just speaking Disneyland. on Disneyland. Yes, yes. Uh, Disneyland Anaheim. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had this discussion many times, and it's it's kind of interesting to think that we've been doing this podcast for that long. But we were talking about this before Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And we were mentioning how is it going to be kind of redundant to have a Star Tours ride? I mean, did you go on Star Tours when you went back and recently? No, I didn't. Because but not, you just went to Galaxy's Edge. But right? I wasn't. Was, but I, I. You went to Space Mountain, though, probably, right? Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But that. But I don't think that's. That could be indicative. Obviously, that's one person's opinion. But I was never huge on Star Tours anyway. I love Star Tours. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, I yeah. So what I was saying is it seems a little redundant to have Star Tours in a separate area than Galaxy's Edge. But what are you going to do? Like, it, you know, you, you, I don't, you can't move it. So yeah, to, just... to answer your question, do they need to replace it? Absolutely, in my opinion. But I know that will make you sad, but I, I, it seems redundant to have it in a separate part of the park that's not connected to Star Wars land. I know it has nothing to do with Galaxy's Edge. I get that. But it seems unnecessary and really kind of foolishly placed now after building Galaxy's Edge. Any new thoughts on what type of ride or experience would fit in the Tomorrowland theme? We've talked about this before. They don't have much space Ideally, it would be nice to have the Tron light cycle there. That would be very, very cool. To me, that's very, very futuristic. And it would be more in theme of the, you know, land. To me, it seems very dated, the whole Tomorrowland, just in general. Like, they have rides that I really could care less about other than other than start, other than than uh, start Space Mountain. To me, that's the only one that's kind of like, you know... Does that still feel futuristic? It still feels futuristic. I mean, yes, it's, it's obviously dated because it has like 80s like type theme songs and i get that but it's very very well maintained and it has lasted the test of time to me star tours it's still popular but i'm saying like you know I, I don't care about the submarine ride i don't care about the auto autopia i don't care about buzz lightyear i don't care about any of those you know rockets that are going around in a circle it's a very very dated uh and not you know paul it, it, it okay it's nice tomorrowland but it's not it just doesn't have the the excitement or the buzz for me. <laughs> buzz, get it, Buzz Lightyear. You're on a roll. Today. I am on a roll. It doesn't have the buzz or excitement. I'm not excited to go to Tomorrowland, like at all. Yeah. The only reason that I would go in there at all is simply to go on Space Mountain. I have zero interest in. I mean, so did I ride Star Tours? No, but 
That's because, again, yeah, Galaxy's Edge to me will overshadow it. That's another reason I think it's unnecessary because I don't think it's going to get as much um, interest as it would before. Yeah. So before, yeah, it was super popular because it was the only Star Wars ride there. Now it's. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to get dwarfed. To be honest with you, that's something totally opposite of the park. That's right. what I'm saying. It just seems strange. I'm, you know, so I don't have any ideas what would fit. I have no idea. You know, I I think I I can't remember who I talked about or if I read this in an article, but they still have the tracks up there from the People Mover. I yeah. I think I think the reason I can't remember if I talked to somebody or read an article, talked to you. Well, I talked about, but it was something like that. it would be too difficult for them to remove it because they have to close the whole the whole the whole land. That makes right. sense. I get it in the middle, but it just seems like a lot of wasted space and not a lot of buzz. Like, like I said, I'm not excited to go to that land at all. And it's yeah. like, they throw in some Jedi stuff in there, like whatever the Jedi, you know, uh, Jedi, it's like Star Wars Jedi launch training, bay back Jedi there. training like, thing, like launch bay is like a three just, tier type of thing. Like just, that's such big space. I just, yeah, it um, seems, it seems like a very, very underutilized area. I don't know what else would go there, but it would be cool to see the Tron lights. I mean, if you knock if, out, if, if you knocked out launch bay, Star Wars launch bay, you knocked out star the Jedi training and you knocked out autotopia and maybe autopia. even autopia, excuse me. Why did I say Autotopia? That's yeah, cool. I know. That's the Autopia. usual misunderstanding. I'm sure I've said, made that mistake before. Yeah, um, and too. maybe even Finding Nemo. You could put the Tron lights. True, but I, I mean, it's, um, it's interesting that they have the water there. But I don't know what else you could do with it. Right. Again, that's not very futuristic if we're looking True. for Tomorrowland again. Yeah. I think we're probably on the same page in the sense of besides Space Mountain, everything there is kind of outdated. Uh, it's one of right. – I'm, I'm more excited to go to Adventureland or – New Orleans Square or something like that, or Galaxy's Edge, obviously. And it has nothing like, to I'm do. More excited. About I to wouldn't go say to it has anything place. to do with necessarily how nice the land is or whatever, or per se. It just doesn't have, like I said, the Tomorrowland. It feels stale. It yeah. feels stale. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with how old the rides are. Like Pirates of the Caribbean is old. All these, you know, whatever. How I mentioned it's old. I'm not saying that that, that has nothing to, to do with Square. it. That has nothing to do with how old it is. It has yeah. to do with is is it stale or is it fresh? And right. it's not fresh. Yeah. No, we'll see. It's the um, opposite of tomorrow night. It's yesterday. What would fit? I mean, I, I, I don't know. You like that? I got, I got jokes for days. Uh, not great. Yesterday. Um, I, I mean, again, there's not a lot of yesterday current land, Disney properties that I, I think are futuristic. Again, maybe like a big Hero 6 or something like that. Um, but again, that's, that's even a Marvel thing in itself. Uh, at one point, I thought it would be a good idea to have Marvel stuff in there. Because again, futuristic. They had a... Before it was Star Wars Launch Bay, they had Marvel Launch Bay where they had yeah, a bunch I of like Iron Man suits and it was like that. futuristic and we that was cool. That. Yeah, um, but again, obviously there's now Avengers Campus on Disney California. So there's not – I don't see the need to have two Marvel lands per se. Um, you're obviously going to keep Tomorrowland the name, right? You're not going to change the name of the land because mm-hmm. that's an original name. Yeah. Um, but but you do got to do something to it again. Even, even something like – uh, Mickey's Toontown is getting an upgrade with with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So, but that at least makes know, sense because it's yeah, more, that's what because, I mean. Like it's part it's, of it. 
True. It's part it's of that Mickey, land. Mickey, yeah. It's it's so, at least as appropriate. But, so I mean, Tomorrowland have, needs an upgrade. It's been a have, long time. It's been a long yeah. time since there's been an upgrade. And you almost have a lot of flexibility because Tomorrowland can be a lot of things. Like Mickey's Toontown is devoted specifically to everything Mickey. It's Mickey and his friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could even make the case that Roger Rabbit has nothing to do with Mickey. So that it's makes just tunes. Yeah. yeah, it's just a tune. So yeah, okay. But Tomorrowland, there's many things ways things you could do. Like you're really, I mean, you're really kind of have a wide open canvas when it comes to making things for tomorrow. So I don't, maybe some original ideas, but again, know. we'll see if Disney goes in an I original concept or they just it. stick in the IPs. Cause that's I what doubt it works. It. Yeah. I uh, anyways, true. maybe we'll have this conversation another time. Um, thanks for sticking with us guys. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. We'll get back on a more regular schedule at this point. Hopefully, uh, as always, please like share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all you guys listening and your patience i appreciate joe for being a part of this and glad you had a little more pep a little more juice in your in your voice at the end of the podcast versus the beginning buddy glad to have you all back right. here too. i'm gonna say goodbye and joe's gonna take us out all right to infinity and beyond no trademark